Before we get started, I wanted to share an exciting episode note. This episode on the Solidarity Center podcast will be published in both English and Spanish language versions on this feed. Please enjoy the upcoming English language version of today's show. Hello, sisters and brothers, and welcome to the Solidarity Center podcast, an interview show that highlights and celebrates the individuals working for labor rights, the freedom to form unions, and democracy across the globe. I'm your host, Shauna Bader-Blau. I'm also the executive director of the Solidarity Center in Washington, D.C. We're the largest U.S.-based international worker rights organization. We empower workers to raise their voice for dignity on the job, for justice in their communities, and for greater equality in the global economy. And for one just future. Thousands of workers in Mexico recently formed an independent union at a GM auto plant in Silao, which is in central Mexico. Their victory is an incredible milestone because they voted out a union that did not operate in the interest of workers. The union they threw out, the Workers' Confederation of Mexico, or CTM, is the country's largest confederation and runs what are called protection contracts. These agreements are worked out directly between companies and unions, usually without the knowledge of workers, so they don't legitimately represent them. This practice is corrupt and it's illegal, but up until now has been widespread in Mexico. Although GM is one of the biggest companies in a key Mexican industry, the workers in Silao had some of the lowest wages in Mexico's auto plants. By standing strong and demanding a democratically elected union, they showed it's possible to defeat a corrupt system. Their fight and victory is an example to millions of workers in Mexico who now can see it's possible to have a real say in their union to improve wages, working conditions, and the lives of their families. Here to tell us about this incredible achievement is Maria Alejandra Morales Reynoso. Alejandra was part of the struggle to form the independent union Cintia, the National Independent Union of Workers and Automotive Industry Workers Union. Alejandra last year became the first woman to lead Cynthia, and we are so thrilled to have her with us today. A quick note on terminology before we begin. You'll hear Alejandra refer a few times to the treaty, which is the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement, or USMCA. The USMCA includes worker rights, such as requiring that workers have input into collective bargaining agreements and workers have the right to form unions. Now, let's hear from Alejandra. Hi, my name is Maria Alejandra Morales Reynoso, and I'm the General Secretary of CINTIA, the Sindicato Independiente Nacional de Trabajadores y Trabajadores de la Industria Automobilística o Automotriz. I've been working for 11 years at the GM plant in Silao. It's a, it's a plant that has many sections, uh, transmissions, painting. I work in the painting uh, part of the plant, but they uh, every every section carries out a different function. And as workers, we had been aware of the problems that the company had. There were all kinds of irregularities with the uh, not only with the workers but also with the actions they were taking. For example. Um, with bathroom breaks or holidays or, you know, how long our days would be. Sometimes they were uh, making us work double shifts. 
And then in uh, April 2021, um, the union started pushing for a legitimization of the new working contract, the new uh, collective agreement, which us, because we already knew uh, that the information was being false, we knew that that was not true, and we told the workers so. We, we knew that they were pushing and uh, for the legitimization of this um, collective um, agreement, saying that if, we, if they didn't accept it, that they would lose their wages and their benefits. I've been working at the GM plant for 11 years, and uh, during my time uh, at the plant, I also uh, got my, my bachelor's in uh, business administ administration. And I joined Generando Movimiento, which was one of the main, the first um, worker organization movements in GM in 2019, after the um, illegal firing of Israel Cervantes. This uh, opened, this was like a call to bring down the corruption that we had seen in the system, especially the corruption that we saw in CTM. And it opened my eyes to the injustices that were happening in the company. So I decided to join the uh, to join the uh, the union and i never thought that i would be elected secretary general my my co-workers voted for me they elected me um, and most of them are men um, i'm one of the few women in the union um, and uh, it's been complicated it's been complicated because you know as women we still face a lot of sexism in mexico and in, in other places and that's another dimension of the things we we face in the union well, it was important because it was a it was a very big change, especially uh, for those who are still under under this uh, CTMist regime, so to speak. And it gave people hope hope that it was possible to represent the workers uh, freely because we know what goes on in the companies. We have first-hand knowledge, and we prove that it's possible to get organized and to fight for our rights and to leave behind the fear that we're going to lose our, our jobs. We've heard how workers at the Silao plant faced incredible pressure to cast their vote for a protection union that did the bidding of the company. After the break, we'll hear how they were faced with a ballot that included four unions, three of which were sham stand-ins for the corrupt federation, CTM and the fourth one that offered workers a real voice on the job. Hi there, it's Shauna again. I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to check out Radio Labor, the international labor movement's radio service. Radio Labor produces daily newscasts about union events and issues, and it also produces special programs to support labor campaigns around the world. Check out Radio Labor, at R-A-D-I-O-L-A-B-O-U-R dot net and, and find out more about worker rights struggles around the world and how the movement is supporting their efforts for decent wages, fair treatment, and strong communities. Follow and subscribe at radiolabor.net. Then, as we were getting closer to uh, the day that we had to uh, submit our vote, uh, we started seeing a lot more irregularities to the point that we would actually found, we actually found uh, 
uh, broken ballot boxes and uh, um, some of our ballots had clearly been ripped and tossed around. So this, uh, this led to the cancellation of that vote and also to, the post, uh, to postponing the elections. And so um, the, the, new, uh, the new vote was postponed to August, which incidentally was also when we were recognized as a new union and I was appointed the, secre the secretary general of said union. And um, that's when uh, we submitted the vote and the workers decided that they were not going to approve the new collective agreement. So we were able to present our, ourselves in front of the workers as a new independent union. And so after presenting ourselves as a new independent union, we had to, com we had to confront the new regime that was obviously backed by uh, a union very much entrenched in the CTM, which had been, uh, them under, uh, they under Cronis had been uh, pretty much calling the shots. This allowed us to inform the workers what a new and independent union could do for them because we could bring them the support and the help they needed uh, when, when the CTM had never done that. They had never supported them. They had never provided any kind of help. They were only there to, uh, you know, to pocket the other quotes. And that's how the fight started, by us informing the workers of all the benefits that we could bring them, of all the, the support that we could bring them. And I think that when they realized of all the benefits we could bring them, and that together with the exhaustion and the frustration after years of lack of support and years of company irregularities, they realized that um, it was a good idea to go with us. And that's what um, helped us inform them of all the good, all the changes that we could bring. And so um, on the 1st and 2nd of February, which were the days that the Federal Center had um, scheduled um, for the vote, the, uh, the whole plant of GM in Silao went to, went to vote and we obtained that great victory. We were elected with 76% of the votes. There was no margin for the other unions, actually. And, and so we uh, started negotiating the new collective, uh, the new collective bargaining agreement. So the unions, after they failed to push for the, um, for the legitimization of the contract in August, the let's say that they divided themselves into three different unions that called themselves new or independent, but, and they had very, they proposed very similar measures to what we were proposing, but unlike us, people knew who the representatives were and people knew who was actually behind the scenes and it was the CTM. So these, these unions harassed the workers telling them that if they didn't vote for them, they would be, they would be fired. Or, you know, they offered them money in exchange for their vote, or they offered them benefits in case they won. And that's, that worked with some people that um, intimidated some of the workers. And of course, there were people that um, allowed their soldier vote. And that was what they based their campaign on. And they never, they never sought to benefit all the workers, just the people that told them that would vote for them. We face several barriers, but um, I would say the main the main two would be, on one hand, that in GM, the minute that they heard that someone was trying to organize the workers, that person would be fired. And either the union itself or the company themselves would fire this person. And then the second would be actually the laws. 
ever since the legitimization of the STBS in April, uh, CTM was always heavily favored by the law. So that didn't give us a lot of room to maneuver, not a lot of flexibility. So we had to, um, we had we had a, a long-standing battle with them in that regard. Once the uh, the approval of the new uh, treaty, um, we the the new under the new uh, treaty. It was easier to create an independent union, so we were able to tell our co-workers, listen, by law, now we can actually create an independent union, and not just the uh, the worker centrals that were allowed you know, before. I would tell them to, um, to inform themselves, to find out what their rights are, and to talk with their colleagues about them, because it certainly helped us. We find out we found out what our rights were, and then we talked about how to implement them, and we talked to the workers directly. And now, with the reform of the USMCA, it's easier now to actually elect a union that will represent you. I just wanted to say that uh, everybody's intervention, everybody's help, and especially the Solidarity Center support was uh, incredibly valuable to us in our fight, and we're just really, really grateful. We've covered in this podcast just how hard it is to form unions. Workers coming together can overcome the repression, but it takes work. The deck is so stacked against workers. The laws and widespread corruption, government repression, companies firing activists and harassing them. It takes courage to take on an entire entrenched corrupt system. Yet the workers in Silao did just that, inspiring workers all over the world. And they did so at one of the biggest companies in Mexico with more than 6,000 workers. Many in the international labor community supported their efforts, including the AFL-CIO, Industry All, and U.S. unions like the United Auto Workers, Steel Workers, the Machinists, the Bakery Workers, and more. And it's worth noting that within days of the GM union announcement, workers at a second auto plant in Mexico called Tridenex also voted overwhelmingly in favor of a new independent union that also bypassed the CTM. This is living proof that worker power and global solidarity is a powerful voice and force for democracy and worker and human rights. And when we come together, when workers come together, we cannot be stopped. I am so grateful to you, Alejandra, for telling us about this incredible victory and for your bravery and your hard work along with all the workers in Silao and beyond. In standing up for your rights, you provide an inspiring example to workers across Mexico and all around the world. You can follow and subscribe to the Solidarity Center podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your shows. Learn more about the Solidarity Center at SolidarityCenter.org and follow our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Solidarity Center podcast is a member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network, and our show is produced and engineered by Adam Yaffe. A special thanks to the staff of the Solidarity Center who assisted with this podcast. In more than 60 countries around the world, we work to ensure a righteous future for workers. Dignity, freedom, equality, and justice. For the Solidarity Center podcast, I'm Shauna Bader-Blau. Thanks for listening. <laughs>